Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Ainsley Stanley, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Jen Uberbaker. This is the identity crisis season, so make some feta bake, pet a dog, do whatever you need to do, and enjoy today's episode. Today on the podcast, we are chatting with one of the coolest people I know, Jasmine Martin. Jasmine is currently studying at Wilfrid Laurier University and is living the online student life. She is adventurous, she's creative, she's spunky, and she's going to be sharing her journey with Jesus and how she's wrestled with identity as a young adult. Enjoy! Well, Jasmine, this is your official welcome to the Work Friends Podcast. Thank you so much being here i was thinking about it i'm like you're probably in the like category of the coolest people jen knows so it's a gift to do life with you and it's a gift to have you here Ooh, thank you so much i honestly feel so honored to be on this podcast because so many cool people have been on it was i supposed to talk right now i don't know yeah um cool (laughs) and um oh i just was thinking i was like i should do my first impression of jen um <laughs> I remember Please. oh no <laughs> I think I was oh because I was a camper I was like 13 and I remember there's like a group of us girls we we're all sitting around Jen and she was sitting on this rock and she was telling us about this story about how this um guy proposed to her while she was on a missions trip in <laughs> Africa <laughs> that was my first impression of her <laughs> wow that is funny I do I do remember <laughs> that I do a distant memory that's so fun wow well to start off so people can kind of get to know you we are going to ask you a series of questions so answer them to the best of your ability um number one what's your favorite beverage um probably coffee I don't know if that's basic but I say coffee I would say coffee it's basic I am too (laughs) how do you take your coffee black I used to put in cream, but after working at the cafe, you just have to, like, you're just like a purist. You're like, no cream. <laughs> <laughs> we are with you there. Um, what is your fondest memory? Ooh, um, I would probably say, um, since I'm, like, the second youngest of five kids, I, like, my older two siblings, I was really young when they moved out, so, like, my fondest memories are of us like all of us kids like our entire family either like camping or like all of us kids making a video like home video it's like those things that's fun I like that um do you prefer pancakes or waffles Mm, waffles Ooh, yes side note delicious next time you eat waffles cut it in half get some vanilla ice cream pour some maple syrup and eat it like a sandwich yum wow that, that's good man I'll have to do that now next you time. know yes <laughs> are you a morning person or a night person I would probably say like an evening person like <laughs> golden hour not super late mm. but like <laughs> I like mornings aren't the best either in the middle <laughs> she's a day person yeah <laughs> she's a day person <laughs> I like it what is your favorite meal oh like I would say taco salad probably Mm, that is good it reminds me of reunions every time just good (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) what's your favorite COVID friendly activity um 
are campfires COVID friendly? I think if you're, yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, go to karaoke song. Um, when I was in like middle school, um, I was in a big Disney phase, and so I know all the words to pretty much any Disney song. So anything Disney. Amazing. What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, when people crack their knuckles. It's, it's, it gives me shivers. <laughs> I will not I'll do that. Try not to do it. <laughs> I've gone used Good to, to it. Know. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Um when restrictions and lighten up and we can travel, where is the next place you want to visit? I really want to go to Colombia and Tanzania. I want to go to Africa. I know it's a continent, but like, yeah, Tanzania is so cool. I really want to go there. That's sweet. Where do you feel most at home? Mm. Um, I would say, oh, this is a good question. Just so hard. Yeah, I think just with a group of good friends, like anywhere, like in a car listening to good music or I don't know, by a campfire outside that mm. kind of thing mm-hmm. what's the craziest thing you've ever done um maybe I'll just say the second craziest thing I've ever done me and my friend we tried to steal a sign from this old bridge that was gonna close down but turns out they like know that people try and steal signs so you can't it's really hard so we didn't which is good <laughs> I don't suggest going around stealing signs it's very bad um it was also at night and it was kind of sketchy but it was fine we were good (laughs) (laughs) this funny almost stole a bridge side (laughs) yeah moving on the wild side oh yeah i am pretty crazy (laughs) (laughs) if you were in school what would you be doing um i would probably be i would like to think i'd be in south america teaching um yeah yeah that's where i'd be sweet those are all the questions I have but to wrap it up nicely so people I mean there's more to you than just these answers so tell us a bit about yourself Jasmine yeah um I am a second year student at Wilfrid Laurier I'm studying French and Spanish and then minoring in education I'm hoping to be a teacher after all this school um I teach in Canada I'll probably teach up north and teach French if I don't teach in Canada which is kind of more likely at this point I'll probably teach in South America and use my Spanish because I love Spanish um I after high school I went to Guayaquil Ecuador for three months and I helped at a school Hope of Bastion um yeah and I've just been I don't know. I live in Alora, Ontario. It's really cute. Cute town. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else there is. Are you the one who makes scrunchies? I am. I made scrunchies <laughs> last year. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if anyone listening needs a scrunchie, hit your girl Jasmine. Yeah, it's so honestly. Funny. <laughs> I would talk about my scrunchies that you made me. I'm like, oh my goodness, my friend Jasmine made me this. But sad news. I lost my favorite one. No. So I'll have to make you another one. 
But yeah, because last year I was doing like a little fundraiser thing because the Hope of Bastion school like really needed money. Like Guayaquil was hit really hard with COVID. Um, so if you need a place to donate, go to Hope of Bastion. I think you can donate through MSC. If you go to their website, I'm sure you'll find. We'll link it in the bio. Yeah. Whatever podcast, <laughs> official yeah. podcasters say in the show's notes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, okay well we're gonna take it back because I love hearing all these things uh, about what you're passionate about and stuff like that um, but when you were younger what did you think that 20 year old Jasmine would be like I love this question because when I think of 14 year old me um, yeah 14 year old <laughs> me definitely thought I'd be like a physiotherapist or something sciencey I really like science and I still, uh, I still do to a degree, <laughs> not really though. Um, and I probably <laughs> would have like gone to Conestoga College. I would probably have been, I was thinking like, oh, 20, I'd definitely be like dating by then. Um, or like married, both my sister and my mom were married by 21. So like, yeah. Um, and I also thought I'd live in Southern Ontario forever. I remember in grade 10 I think posting a picture on my Instagram like a sunrise and was like never want to leave this place or like something <laughs> like that and I was like wow <laughs> I've changed <laughs> mm -hmm. it's so funny hearing those things because knowing you now it's like oh god you've done a little work here like <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool to see how like it's cool to see how like god changes your desires to match his because like mm. yeah I never thought I would be one studying French because I've always hated French and two like wanting to live abroad like I always thought that would be the scariest thing ever and who would want to do that but yeah mm. it's cool that is cool it'll be interesting for you two to hear this episode a few years down the road to see where you're at that's cool um we're talking about identity this season and for you specifically hearing your perspective as a young adult um a lot of changes a lot of things happening in life um specifically in this season right kind of in general for for people in their early or late teens early 20s when did you start to feel the pressure that your life needed to look a certain way yeah I don't know if I ever felt like a direct pressure like this is how your life should be um but more just like you kind of just like what what you see around yourself that's what you think is the norm and like what you should be doing but yeah there's just like a lot of like you see people's lives and you're like oh that's how mine should look and I know even just like my parents' lives and my parents are really supportive in whatever we do. And I know they definitely have their own opinions, um, but they are very supportive about what we do. But it is like, once you see like, oh, everybody in this area, they start dating in high school and then they get, they maybe go to school or they just work after high school and then they get married by like 22 and then they have kids by 26 kind of thing. And I think it's a really healthy way. Like, I definitely, the standard could be a lot worse, but it's just not 
what I want for my life and or like what I think I want for my life who knows what might change um but yeah like this isn't the only way that my life has to go kind of thing you said it well there like there's nothing wrong with like how again I grew up in this area so I know there's nothing wrong with that um but yeah there's definitely a tension and a pull as you yeah see the people around you kind of choose a certain path and um I don't know like I I can definitely empathize with you in that um like to realize that there's actually other options than going down that specific route um is hard but good as we talk about identity, I know that two places for you that have really formed you are high school and camp. Can you talk about these two seasons of your life and how each of them played a part in shaping you into who you are today? Yeah, um, I feel like teenage years are really formational for everyone. And in high school, everybody is trying to figure out who they are and everybody is so insecure. And I think I've kind of been blessed with sometimes like more more confidence than some people um I mean definitely still insecure about some things but like even in high school I kind of like knew who I was but there's still when you're around that many new people and just like in this new environment you're just so in your head about everything and it's just like oh my goodness like do these people like me or just like with guys too you're like oh my goodness does he like me like is he looking at me it's like you don't even really like him yourself like (laughs) it's just because he's there um (laughs) and I feel like that's kind of how it was at camp too like you're just like so in your head about everything but um I remember having this realization one time I was like why do I care if this guy likes me when there is a king that absolutely adores me? Like, why should I be caring about this when I can just be focusing on God kind of thing? Um, And obviously there's still a lot of work that goes into believing it and knowing it. Um, But once you do realize it and once you don't care about what other people think, it is the most liberating thing ever it's just so nice to go about your life and you're like oh, god likes me doesn't matter if these people do <laughs> oh it's so funny you're talking about all those things about high school and I'm like there's certain things I miss about high school but definitely not that whole hormonal boy relationships fun times <laughs> um there has been a lot of your a lot of change in your life i mean most young adults probably would would say the same you know graduating high school living in ecuador working at camp starting university and as you look back and continue to learn more about yourself and uh, seeing the passions and gifts god has given you what have been the greatest and most difficult lessons to learn about your identity and how god has made you Mm, that's a really good question Um, I think the greatest lesson that I've like started to believe and like know in the core of my being, because you can hear it like, oh, you're a child of God. But once you know that for sure, and it's like in you, it's very liberating, like I said, and just, yeah, 
it doesn't put any pressure on you at all because everything is just, oh, I'm just God's child. That's who I am. And that's who I meant to be. And I don't have to worry about what I do or say, because if I'm just trying to be like Jesus, then there's no point in like dwelling too much on what has been. Also, the other lesson I've learned um, from living in Ecuador is that I am extremely privileged. And I know that's the classic thing to be like, oh, just come back from a missions trip, like classic. Oh, I just like, sometimes I just speak in Spanish and I don't even realize it kind of thing. Um, but like, and just like, but yeah, I've just like everything about my life. I'm like, wow, I have so much. Like I just have a room all to myself or like I have a closet full of clothes that some of them I barely even wear or I just have a car that I can go anywhere I want to and money like I don't have to think it twice about just filling it up with gas like it's not gonna break me kind of thing um but yeah I have so much and I've also realized that Canada is not the standard that our like other countries and other people's culture don't have to look at like ours to be good enough and just for happiness. Um, there's so many people that don't have as much as me and are way happier and just, uh, yeah, they, they're not focused on what they don't have like I can be sometimes. I think those are like the biggest lessons I've learned. Also, I've uh, through like after Ecuador and just like working and going into university, I realized that my job is not my identity. So if I like, after I was in Ecuador, I was working at this apple factory, Martin's apple, what is it called? Farms? I don't know. Um, just like in the production line. And it was the such a boring job. And it can be, it's kind of like when people are like, oh, where do you work? You're like, uh, don't ask me this. I don't want to tell you. Because <laughs> it's like, I wish I could tell you that I was working at this really cool place, but I'm just working this minimum wage job. But it's really important to realize that that's not who I am. And mm. yeah, that doesn't define me. Hard but good lessons again. And those lessons that you touched on are obvious or sometimes learned through really, really difficult seasons. Um, can you touch more on Ecuador? Um, this question isn't on the script, but um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> wow! But um, was there talk about your your time in Ecuador because you were there for several months, um, and I know when we've chatted previously, like talking about your new community of friends and all that. Like, how has that being immersed in a new culture? Um, and maybe there's a, some stories that you could share, but how has that shaped you? And like, yeah, you talked about your perspective being changed when you come home. But yeah, just touch on that because I'm super interested to hear. Yeah. Um, so there's a missionary from my church, Jasenia Bauman, um, and she lives down there with her husband and her new baby. Um, but I knew that she worked down there. So in high school, I was like, hey, I really wanted to uh, go to South America and learn Spanish. Um, like, can I come stay with you kind of thing? Um, 
yeah, so then I went there for three months because that was as long as a tourist visa allows, even though I stayed one day over the tourist visa. That's another. <laughs> There's always visa stories whenever somebody mm. lives anywhere else. Um, but yeah, so then I went there. I went to Guayaquil, Ecuador in uh, the community of Bastion. It's like the economically struggling part of Guayaquil. Um, a lot of the students are, yeah, their houses aren't that big. We, it was actually really interesting for the kindergarten class. They have this project where they go to every single person's house in the class and they like spread it out over a couple of days because you can just walk to everyone's house. And so I got to go along, which is really cool to just see all of the different houses and then all the moms would like give you a snack once you got to their house and it was it was a really a really cool experience um like yeah their houses would not be big at all but they had what they needed and mm. that was enough um so it was really cool to just see the entire community where they live and I obviously didn't I was only there for three months I it's not like I saw everything or know everything at all but it's just like cool to have a little snapshot into what a day in their life might be like um so yeah that was really cool and so I would usually help the kids with math and reading hopefully I helped them I was <laughs> I went there and I was like oh I've been like learning Spanish for like two years and I got there and I was like I know no Spanish at all. Um, but yeah, I learned a lot while I was there. And I was living with a girl from Tennessee. And she was also helping at the school, which she was like, my lifesaver, because I just like followed her around. And um, she had already made friends. So I just kind of like slipped in with her friend group. Um, yeah, and so it was just really fun to, yeah, just like be immersed in their culture and yeah have just like a group of friends come over to our house and play games or just like yeah it was just really cool to see how they see things and like yeah just their lives the craziest thing was that the doors lock on that like when you're leaving the house they lock all automatically and as we were leaving, they're like, oh, Jasmine, do you have the keys? I was like, oh, yeah, I have the keys. And then we get back at, like, 11 o'clock yeah. at night. I'm like, I don't have the keys. And so we had to, like, open <laughs> because there's bars on the windows. And so you're, like, trying to open the window. And then they got this, like, long pole thing and, like, fished the keys out from the counter. And I felt <laughs> really <laughs> – yeah, that was, like, my crazy story. It's like, we got locked out of our house. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> I remember I went to Ethiopia. Yes, when I was I was proposed in Ethiopia when I was 16. Um Ooh. I got locked in the bathroom multiple times. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Can anybody hear me? And my friend Heather, amazing. He's like, "Jen, are you good?" I'm like, "I can't get out." <laughs> So I think she got like a butter knife. I don't know. But I'm like panicking. I'm like, Jen, 
it's okay. At some point, you can't stay in here forever. <laughs> At some point, you'll get out. <laughs> oh, that's so oh. scary, though. In the moment, you're like, I, I'm going to die here. <laughs> mm, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. I love hearing you talk about like the things that you're passionate about and specifically your time in Ecuador because like your face literally lights up. It's really, really cool to see like how God has moved and worked in your life through different things, but specifically with um, your time in Ecuador is really, really cool to hear. Um, Now that you've been home for like a few years and we obviously can't travel anywhere, um, how have you felt the tension between the culture that is here in the community that you live in? And the dreams that you have for your life. Um, You kind of already touched on it a little bit that, um, yeah, like those two things aren't really aligned. So, yeah, talk about that. Yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, I remember really clearly when I was like, yeah, I want to not live in Canada. Like I want to live abroad. And I think it was in grade 10. It was a Saturday. And I just like was looking out my windows like. I want to just learn another language and live in a different country after high school. And then that's when I was like, I'll start learning Spanish. And I taught myself like terrible Spanish. It was so incorrect, but um, I tried at least. Um, But yeah, so that was like, and ever since then, I've just been like, I want to live abroad and like, maybe be a missionary. That's kind of what I'm thinking right now. Who knows what might happen, but that's what I would like for my life. And it's hard sometimes because first of all, I'm here and I'm also in university. And so I can't really go anywhere while you're stuck into a four-year program. Um, So that's one thing. It's like, will I ever leave? (laughs) Um, and the other thing is like when I talk about wanting to live abroad, I think it's really hard for people, especially my parents or like my friends, because it's not that I want to leave them, but it's just that I want to meet more people. And I think it's really hard to, I don't know, because I don't, it's not like I was just like, I'm sick of you and I want to leave, but it's just like, mm-hmm. I feel like I can make an impact elsewhere. Like God can make an impact through me. Um, yeah. And just like, like what I was saying about how um, my mom, like I know my mom, she's very much just like, you just need to like find a guy. Like it's not wrong to just like, find someone and settle down they're like yes but (laughs) can't just pick a guy out of a catalog it's not always the way it works (laughs) um (laughs) she thinks that I'm just like I never want to get married and I'm not like that but like it's just not the only option like who knows who knows what might happen and yeah I just remember one time I was talking with her um, and I was like, oh yeah, when you were my age, you were engaged probably. And she's like, well, not quite, but definitely dating. And I was like, 
Okay. Cool. <laughs> I got the hint. <laughs> but yeah, just like how that's not the only option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that because when my dad was my age, he had three children. Three children. Oh almost. my goodness. <laughs> yeah, technically, I was born like, I don't know. Oh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, no, he would have had three kids already when he was my age. So that's wild to me. Um, I can't picture having kids <laughs> at this yeah. point in my life. So it is funny when you talk to parents sometimes and yeah, just as soon as you say, well, my mom talks about boys and you're like, yeah, most girls who are single, like they know what their moms are just like that too. So mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It happens sometimes. (laughs) I think you nailed something, though, there, Jasmine. Like, I don't know. Like, actually living life open-handedly, like, and actually giving your future and your dreams to God, like, and actually walking in obedience and faith day to day is hard. It's flipping hard. Yeah. (laughs) And it can be really isolating, too, right? I don't – maybe that's just me. But it can be lonely if you're not um, intentionally seeking God, intentionally seeking community in those seasons. But you touched on a really critical thing there because it's not it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it just like because, yeah, like being single, you're like, God, will I ever get married? And I think I've recently just been like, if not, that's okay. It'll be really hard. But, like, that's, like, what we're talking about, like, being married doesn't define you. And mm-hmm. um, I was going to say this before with something. I can't remember. But, like, how, yeah, I've never, like, known if anybody's, like, liked me or, like, thought I was attractive. But that isn't who I am. And that's not, that does not reflect how cool or beautiful I am if that's like because I don't know that um Mm. and yeah like even if I never get married I don't know God has a plan for me and it's gonna be for the best um yeah Mm. yeah it sounds like God has really refined you in a lot of ways through these different things it's a process (laughs) (laughs) work in progress we all are (laughs) yeah it's good I think God does really good things in the waiting like even you mentioned about like I'm not in Ecuador right now like I'm here and I always want to hear people say things like that like I always just think of David and David was so young and they're like you're gonna be king and then he wasn't for a really long time and had to do a bunch of like really not fun things before that and yet, like, God did such a process in his life over that. And, yeah, I hate waiting for things. And I hate, like, <laughs> when you're in this place where you're, like, I started this thing and I just want it to be done. But, like, you're in it for the long haul and, like, waiting on that. But luckily, God works in those places, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I hate waiting. It's <laughs> And just, like, I was thinking about it recently, how... Because I was uh, reading the Bible, I was reading the story where the woman that was like bleeding for 12 years, it like touches Jesus and she's healed. And I was like, oh, why can't that just happen? Like Mm. God just shows up. But I was thinking she was had to take 12 years 
of her suffering for that moment to happen. And it was in good time that we just have to trust that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it does yeah. suck while we're waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good word. Um, for you right now, uh, just continuing talking about like this stage of life, um, what are the best and the hardest things about being a young adult? I think the best is just like how much fun it is um I can kind of just do anything within reason um (laughs) not stealing signs obviously but like (laughs) um like it I can go anywhere um yeah just like even just hanging out with friends like all of my friends are available on the weekend I can just be like hey we should go do something and yeah it's just really fun being young and I'm enjoying it. The hardest, I think, is just figuring everything out. There's so much, so many unknowns that I just have no idea, like, jobs or, like, what's going to happen in the fall? Am I going to school them be online um, to, like, big things? Like, what are my 20s going to look like? Um yeah, it's a lot of unknowns. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. Who knows what will happen? And then other times I'm like, oh, this is terrifying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can definitely relate to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had a moment, I think when around New Year's 2021 rolled around, I'm like, in six years, I will be 30. 30 oh my gosh yeah actually i'm turning 24 (laughs) next month so (laughs) sorry ignore us (laughs) technicalities no um i get that even i thought that um and we've talked about this like once you graduate high school and you kind of have your plans set in place like and people ask you like oh, like, what are you doing? Or like, what are you up to? Or like, what are you going to do? It's still that, like, not necessarily a panic, but just kind of like a, like, I don't know. I don't know where my life is going to be in five years, right? Like, there's so many variables that can just like change. Uh, I, again, empathize with you on that point. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's, uh, and even just like, I remember I was talking with somebody and they were just like, yeah, I, when I was, 21 I thought I'd be single all my life and be a missionary in like the Middle East and now I'm living in Drayton with four kids and I was like Mm. is that gonna be me (laughs) but yeah it's just like who knows what's gonna happen it's crazy Mm. I don't know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah trusting God it like my lovely mentor Miriam she is in her 70s she said Jen the greatest adventure is always following Jesus. Like that is the greatest adventure that you will have in your life, which at first I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. But when you think about it, it's like, wow, that steadiness in your life and the way that he actually goes before you and behind you and is with you, regardless of where you are or what your life looks like or what dreams that you have that have not come yet. It's like, wow, just the knowing that he is with us, it blows my mind. Okay, talking about being young, switching gears just a little bit. 
Um, as a young person right now, for you, Jasmine, what do you wish the older generation knew about the challenges of being a young adult? Mm-hmm. I wish they knew, or I want them to know that our generation is not the same as theirs and our lives don't have to look like how theirs did. Um, And that our generation has a lot more, I don't know about more, but different struggles than maybe they did. Even just like with social media, like being a teenager these days is so different than how it was even 10 years ago. Um, And just like, yeah, there's so many different struggles. And also, um, it kind of bothers me when older people are like, ugh, all of these teenagers are like millennials or Gen Z, like all the stuff they're doing, nobody's doing anything right. And I'm like, sure, our generation may be trash, but I feel like every generation is trash. They're just like kind of trash in different ways. And then that's what makes it all work. Mm. you know quote for the books yeah <laughs> we're all trash in our own ways thank goodness for jesus <laughs> yes all right a uh, little question to end us off and this is what advice would you give your younger self um the first one i thought of would be take french all the way through high school even though you hate <laughs> it because <laughs> you're probably gonna end up studying in university um second one I (laughs) there's a long long time where I did not know my hair was just super frizzy so I would say stop brushing your hair because it's curly not frizzy um (laughs) yeah like it was Mm. so bad (laughs) um and then third I would say that like your life doesn't have to look like everybody else's and nobody really knows what they're doing we're all just making it up as we go along anyways so Mm. yeah I don't know Mm -hmm. good word any final final drop (laughs) yeah the final mic (laughs) amazing well Jasmine thank you so much this has been so good to see you online but see you nonetheless um yeah like I said before you are a gift and I'm just so thankful for you and I learn a lot from you so thanks for joining us thanks for sharing your experience and your wisdom and um yeah we really appreciate you oh thank you so much for having me this was so good so so good How I good? always wanted to be on the podcast <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so good so good well thank you Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as we did. We have more amazing conversations like this coming up that you won't want to miss. So make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're using. And you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Just Work Friends. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to give us a review so we can see what you guys are enjoying about the podcast. Enjoy. What? Oh, bye. (laughs) Wrong part. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.